This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. It is. I am Dale Lally. You are Matt Williamson. All facts. We only bring the facts on this show. That's (laughs) all we do. We just bring you straight facts. Yep. Um, Big stuff here. End of the week. Coming in here with some energy. Steelers will want to know. Got a game in the books for week two, and the Raiders are coming. To the town. Raiders are coming to town. Uh, interesting game. Lots of uh, you know. I, I think you know when you look at the Raiders, um, what they have been over the last few years, is mm-hmm. and and what they may be now. Uh, did Monday night's game with them beating? Baltimore, change your perspective on or your outlook on the Raiders at all this year? Maybe a little because I was unbelievably down on them. To be you honest, were. You were like, really oh, they're trash or bad. Them. Right, right. I mean, like uh, on my podcast, I often would say my favorite over-under bet of win totals is going under on the Raiders. I think they were at eight or eight and a half, something like that. Which is feel, probably still too high. Yeah, yeah, I still think that's too high in that division. But I, I thought this team had a chance to be really bad, and that probably was a little unfair. I mean, they're, last year they were a definition of a mediocre team. You yeah. know, the offense was really good, defense was really bad, yards per play ends up right around zero. You know, they've won eight games, lost eight games. And I think Gruden's a good coach, but I think Gruden's a bad team builder, you know, and I think he gets enamored with offensive weapons and forgets things like guards and defensive tackles and linebackers and whatnot. Cornerbacks. Yeah, and cornerbacks yeah. and things like that and defense in general. Um, but I also think that opening night in a stadium like that, you know, all those fans couldn't do anything last year. And I, I look at week two for the Steelers and – Green Bay and Seattle and some awesome fan bases that are going to have host their first game. It's going to be really tough on the opponent as well, you know. So I think there were some emotions involved there. And frankly, the Ravens are in a bad place right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I really mean? bad it, place. It might, it might have more to do about the Ravens and the Raiders. Yeah, and uh, they'll be without Ronnie Stanley again mm-hmm. this week. They're they're starting left tackle. It's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. No. I, I mean, besides Lamar, maybe Humphrey is the only guy they could afford to lose less than Stanley. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, uh, I guess Al's moving to left tackle, I heard, which maybe he's better than at right tackle, but I don't think either one – the tackles are going to be a problem. And they lose a loss of starting guard and down the running backs and receivers are low. And, you know, it, the Ravens are in a bad place. They're in a bad place. It's a big game, Matt. It uh, is. Because one of these teams is going to go to 2-0. and Presumably, if there, unless there's a tie. Yeah, you assume so, right. Since 1990, I know we talked about the other side of this yesterday. If you start 0-2, how, yeah, right, know, right, how right. difficult it is to make the playoffs. Since 1990, 62.7% of the teams that began the season 2-0 and have made the playoffs. Wow. And last, the format's a little different, yeah. but still, that well, can't be too big a difference. Last season, with the expansion to 14 teams, right. nine of the 14 playoff teams last year started 2-0. and Really? Interesting. I guess that's not surprising. I mean, it's a big deal. You yeah. know, you, even just like watching last night's game, the Giants at 0-2 in a bad division, whew, they're going to have a tough climb. They were you know? desperate. They played desperate. They both played desperate already. Yeah. You, know, you lose two in a row in this league, you're in trouble. And I guess the same is true if you can get a, a 2-0 lead, you know, uh, over the field or, you know, at least be tied for the top of your division. Um, 
I think it'll be a bigger deal for the Steelers because, again, yeah. I don't have as high hopes for the Raiders. But, yeah, and I think that they are the worst team in their division, where I don't think that's true for the Steelers. And you look at the Browns, they'll probably get back to their winning ways against Houston. We mentioned Baltimore. They should be 0 and 2. And I'm going to pick Pretty them good chance, yeah. Yeah, against the Chiefs. Yeah, I would think so. They're underdogs at home now. Um, Deservedly so. And deservedly so. Yeah, I don't even think they're big enough dogs. It's like a three or three. Four oh, yeah. Point game. Yeah. yeah. I think they're in huge trouble. Yeah. I think they lose that game by two touchdowns. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, so it, it's interesting that, that uh, you know, you don't, you hate to put too much importance on one game but in that's week NFL, one or man. week two, but right? that's, yeah. There's it, only this isn't the Pirates losing, dropping one to yeah. you know the Dodgers, and nobody cares about it, or even Penguins or NBA or whatever. I mean, one seventeenth of your record, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're right, and you know a lot of these teams are. Yeah, I don't want to overreact to Week One because none of these players played 100 percent of the snaps or 80 percent of the snaps in any game until then. But it's a big, big deal. There's no question. What do you make of this one, Matt? All right. So last year in in home games, T.J. Watt had 16 tackles for a loss, okay. 11 and a half sacks, and two forced fumbles, with no crowd. No crowd, right? Like I could see if that, like, if his splits were like that in a season where you, his you know, away the games couldn't have been much worse, though. Well, he ended up with 15 sacks. Okay, I mean, so the bulk of them were at home. So the bulk of his sacks came in home games last year. Yeah, with no fans in the sa- in the seats. That, I take away, is fluky. If it were any other year, I would say that's a massive advantage. He's feeding off the home crowd and using that, yeah. Yeah, Which leads me to Sunday. and (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Alex Leatherwood? Yeah, right. First road game ever for this young rookie, and I know he played at Bama. He didn't play at Central Missouri State or something. But still, he wasn't good in his first game at home. He had, Uh, over his last two seasons at Alabama, I looked this up, 13 penalties. Yeah, he was a heavily penalized guy. Yeah. And he's a grabber and not super light-footed, you know, and uh, he's never played against somebody like this, even in the SEC, that's for sure. How many times have we talked about, though, just even over the last, I don't know, 15 months or whatever, a team like the Steelers benefited the least from not having people in the stands. Let alone the lack of holding guns. Plus holding was legal last (laughs) week. Yeah. Right. So... Uh, the best pass rushing teams are going to benefit from this more than anyone, and they're the best pass rushing team. How about this little stat, too? Oh, look at you. Up. You've been doing your homework. Rolling with this, though. I just wrote all this stuff last night for my preview, huh. so I have it here fresh in handy. my mind. So, T.J. Watt and J.J. Watt now have 152.5 combined career sacks. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, they need one and a half sacks to tie Howie and Chris Long at 154 mm, okay. for the second most in, by the same family. By the family in in, in, t- in league history. Do you know who holds the record? Not the young blood. It's 161 is the record. So they're closing in on the on the record pretty quickly. It's not like Lawrence Taylor and his brother that's never played. Or, you know, like the, like the Lemieux brothers. Yeah, right. Or, you know, some yeah. of those type of things. No, you so know, this guy, Gretzky the other guy brother. actually had to play in the NFL. Wow. I'm thinking it had to, someone had to be awesome and their brother wasn't. One of those type of deals. How about another father-son duo? Father-son duo. Why is this escaping me? I don't know because they have the same name even. I assume they have the same last name. Same. And somebody. <laughs> they don't have the same mother, though. No. Okay. <laughs> Fill me in here. I'm drawing a blank. 
Clay Matthews. Ah, that makes the Matthews sense. had 160. And it was the opposite. It wasn't a great, great one and a bum. It was two really good players. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I just don't think a daddy Clay is a pass rusher. But he, he played a long all. time. He played and, a million yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. There they, had, they had 161. So the Watt uh, brothers uh, with 152 and a half. They're going to blow that out the door. May get that by the, I don't know, first, second week of October. Did they just pass the longs, did you say, or did they tie They need the a sack and a half to, to pass the longs. Okay. To, to tie the longs, I okay. should say. I mean, the Boses are nowhere close, but no. there's three of them. and There are be, three of them. They're yeah. going to be hard to reckon with in the next 10 years, too. Interesting. So there you well, have it. You've, I mean, you know, JJ's already got over a hundred. JJ's going to the Hall of Fame right now if he quits. Yeah. You know, and TJ and, and is still going to add on to that total. TJ's he's got fifty one sacks in his first like sixty games. I mean, health. <laughs> uh, uh, if we assume health, he doubles that in no time. Yeah. I mean, he had he had forty nine, uh, and I think it was forty nine and a half sacks coming into this year. Forty eight and a half, whatever it was. Okay. Right. So he had 50. two sacks yeah. in the opener. That's in his first four seasons. First four seasons. And he only right. had seven in his rookie year. Yeah. And and Big Brother was even better. Yeah. A higher pace. So, I mean, I mean over the 19, next four or five seasons, TJ's going to blow blow past 100. Yeah. And JJ's got another 20 in him, maybe. Yeah. Over the course I mean, of two gonna, or three years. They're going to set the, the mark pretty high on that. Yeah. Yeah, the Boses have a lot to shoot for. Maybe Derek can hop in and get a sack. Yeah, I was wondering, yeah, bring him off the edge on a punt <laughs> covers or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> But uh, yeah, how about that little yeah. tidbit you how got? About there? that little di- uh, Okay. This is one you sent me, and I'd already seen this one as well. But uh, Mike Tomlin's team have been an underdog yeah. fifty-eight times in a regular season, which actually isn't that much when you much when it's you not very much at all. He's he's in year fifteen here, and he's been an underdog fifty-eight times. Yeah. it's like nothing. Um, they've covered sixty-six point one percent of those games. Yeah. Covered. They've won them outright thirty of them. That's a big number. More than fifty percent of games there have been dogs. I mean, I don't think many times they've been 10, 12-point dogs. Right, they're hardly ever that. Right, but, but still. They were six-point underdog things. last week and won it outright. Yes. that's a, you know, It was a seven-point spread, so it was basically a 13-point swing from what mm-hmm. Vegas thought that game was going to be. Right, right, exactly, exactly. I mean, all those numbers are almost equally as impressive. You know, probably means they weren't big dogs ever, which is amazing over that many stretch. 58's a very low number yeah. <laughs> in, in general. And you're winning those games, let alone covering. I mean, more than 50%. How many times does a Vegas dog, whether it's one point or 15 points, actually win the game? I bet it's 30%. Yeah, because usually you're on the road. Usually you're on the you're road. You're very rarely a home underdog if you're, a True. De- if you're a decent team. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I just wonder how many, what percentage of underdogs win straight out in the last 10 years or in the Tomlin era? Very slim, yeah. but way under 50%. And he's at 50% on that. Right. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Uh, I wanted to get to this because we always did, did I this. send you the one about him being having the advantage in uh, rest? No. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to dig that one you were out. a little here. lax in sending me some stats this week, so I did dig up a bunch well, of Well, I sent own. you that thing I sent Steelers.com. I, oh. It's the last uh, bullet point there because over the Tomlin era, I don't have the percentage in front of me. When his team has the rest advantage, he has the second-best winning percentage of any coach. I assume Belichick's won, but it's well, well over 60%. It might Speaking be... of Belichick, this one gets – like, I'm listening to the radio on the way over here after practice, and they bring up the they're, – they're talking about the games this week. And they show up, sure. Belich- Belichick never loses to rookie quarterbacks. Rookie quarterback. You know what his record is against rookie quarterbacks? No clue. 20-6. and six. 
<laughs> so it's that's not true. He does lose to he rookie quarterbacks. Lose. Right, right, right. And oh, by the way, what's his record against quarterbacks in general? Probably not too different than twenty and six. Right, but that's still a pretty good winning percentage against no matter who he plays. It ain't Dick LeBeau's. What what was with the Steelers when LeBeau was their defensive coordinator were like twenty one and two yeah, against rookie quarterbacks. I hear you. That's one that never. That, are almost never loses, but you can't say he never loses a rookie quarterback. So he's twenty and six. No, right, right, right. Okay, I see what you're saying. I mean, and, 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 and against normal quarterbacks in, in twenty six games, he's probably I don't know eighteen and eight. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. I mean, seventy percent winning percentage, something yeah, like that. That's his overall winning percentage. So let's not pretend that he can't. And oh, by the way, he had Tom Brady for most of those years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, twenty and six is pretty good. No, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's not good. But let's not say it oh, never Belichick happens. never loses right, to rookie right, quarterbacks. Right, right. It does happen. It does happen. <laughs> it's kind of like the oh, Tomlin always loses a game that he shouldn't. So does every coach. Yeah, you know, we just talked about it. he wins a, l- a bunch of games he's not supposed to win. <laughs> right, that part gets overlooked with Tomlin too much. Is the game where he isn't expected to win? They win way more than most teams, and the oh, he always drops one he shouldn't every year. So does every team. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you don't just uh, we don't well, do we pick winners every Belichick time. Belichick last week they were favorites in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right at right. home. Right, same situation. Yeah. yeah. Does every home team or does every favorite win every week? I no, mean, why do we bother picking not. games yeah. if that's the case? Or why does Vegas exist? You know, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, here real quickly, I'll go over the Vegas depth chart mm. and uh, say if the Steelers have an advantage or a disadvantage. Okay, we're just going position by position. Position by position. Better. Okay. All right, so quarterback, Derek Carr. Uh, side note, Mariota's not playing this Mariota's game, right? Out, and yeah. he's out. He played one snap last week, and that was enough. Um, <laughs> I'm giving Carr the advantage over Ben. Yeah, I give him a slight advantage. I think it's sort of substantial. I don't know. At this it's point. a. I don't know. It's a chasm. Chasm's a big word because you have I mean, to. You have to clear... factor in the mental part of the game as well. Yeah, I don't I think, think Carr's, I think Carr's there, fine. But Ben's better. Yeah, there. I think Ben's right. better there. So agreed. Well, I think Carr is, is physically better right now. And he it, throws the ball better. He throws and the ball coming better off a better year, that. without question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you took Ben's head and put it on Carr's body, he'd have a heck of a quarterback. Yeah, but I also think. I mean, to be very honest, this team, if they had cars or quarterback, would be a Closer to a true Super Bowl contender than they are right this minute. Yeah. I mean, that's just what okay. I believe. All right. Okay. Running back with the Josh Jacobs, he's questionable. We'll see what happens there. Kenyon Drake, uh, Peyton Barber. Right. Trio. Who are you giving the advantage here? I'm giving it to Harris and the Steelers, but that's not an easy one just to slam dunk. No, it's Because not. Harris has played one football game. Yeah. And I know Josh Jacobs good, and Drake is a good player too. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the, the guys other than Harris almost don't count in this conversation. Right. They didn't if, play one snap last. If week. I had my choice of the of those three guys, I'm taking Harris without question. Yeah, even not even assume, you know accounting for health and contracts and age and all that stuff. Just who's the best football player? I do think it's Harris, but I have less evidence of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right, but I'm giving it to Harris. Uh, the wide receivers, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro, Zay Jones. They also use Willie Sneed a little bit. Yeah, I don't think it's close. No. It's not a horrible group. It's not a bad group. group. It's not a horrible group, and there's some promise there, but the Steelers are way better. Yeah. I like, think so that team would kill for Juju. Yes. And James yeah. Washington would play a lot more snaps for them. You know, yeah. I don't know that he's a whole lot different than Edwards or Ruggs at this stage of their career. Right. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. No, I think it's a clear win for Pittsburgh. Uh, tight end, it's Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, Derek Carrier, Nick Bowers. Obviously, Waller carries a lot of weight there. Yeah, they, I mean, they beat everybody in that yeah. category except for maybe two teams. 
Um, a side note, Moreau plays a lot. He does. They, they play a lot of two uh, tight end sets. Because Waller doesn't block anybody, folks. Yeah. <laughs> you know I asked I mean? Keith yeah, Butler right. about that earlier. He said, "Does he? Blo- do they have him block a lot?" And he says, "I wouldn't ask him to block either." No, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like how we talk about Ebron. He's a big slot receiver. Yeah. Well, you know, he's not going to block anybody either. Uh, Steelers are good at tight end. I, I just don't think that one's close, and most teams don't keep up with the Raiders. Though. Yeah. Uh, the offensive line: uh, Colton Ooh. Miller, left tackle. They're we'll see really about inco- right now. Yeah, we'll see about incognito at guard. Andre James at center, uh, Jermaine Illuminor at right guard, and Alex Leatherwood, the rookie at right tackle. So I guess the way we do these things is how good are you right this second? You know, who's going to play on Sunday? I think it's a push. I think it's a push. They have the best player, Colton Miller, the left tackle. Yeah. Might, well, incogni- incognito might be the best overall player if he was If healthy. he's playing, right. Yeah. They have the best two players. Because he's still pretty good. But he is pretty good. I mean, he didn't play. play last week. Yeah. I guess I got to go Raiders. But it's not good. It's not great, yeah. I mean, they're, they're at a severe disadvantage against the Steelers' defensive line. Yes. Maybe more so than the Steelers' offensive line is against the Raiders' That's what I was going to say. That's not how this exercise works. We're just comparing O-line versus O-line. But I expect the Steelers' O-line to outperform the Raiders' O-line on Sunday yeah. at Heinz Field. Yeah, I agree. Um, the defensive line, Max Crosby, Quentin Jefferson, Jonathan Hankins, Yannick Ngakwe, we'll see if he's... Let's even do interior versus... That's not going to matter, yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, let's give the Raiders a shot yeah. and call it the big guys. They don't guys have one. They yeah. don't. You know, no. Crosby, Ngakwe, Farrell's a good trio. First time I've ever said that they have good edge pass rush presence. Two of them might not play. Crosby's a good player, and it's still not a slam dunk. Smith. Ingram yeah. and Watt. And certainly <laughs> Hayward and that crew is better than Hankins and that crew. It's not close. Yeah. Uh, the off-ball linebackers. It's Corey Littleton. Uh, we'll see what happens with their middle linebacker spot because none of those guys were practicing either Perryman or Kwiatkowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they got they signed K.J. Wright a week ago. He, like, they signed K.J. Wright a, well, like a week and a half ago. He's immediately a starter for them. Right. Um, and is their best guy and, probably and is their best on guy. Sunday. Yeah, right. I give it to the Steelers, too. I mean, now that we do this, the, the off-the-ball linebackers are going to win more battles than they did last year. That's for sure, yeah. for the Steelers. Well, especially when, with Bush back. and Bush healthy you know, and, and, and Schobert. Schobert is a really good compliment. Um, I thought Bush came off one of his best games I thought he played well. as a pro. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't mention this to you because it happened last night. Mike Pursuta and I did that Thursday night preview game, and our second segment is always with Merrill Hodge. And in week one, I brought up, Bush to Hodge, and I kind of phrased it wrong. We were talking about Schobert, and I asked Merrill, I was like, do you think Schobert will help Bush just run and hit and think less? And and it didn't come out of my mouth the way I wanted to. Play more like Devin White did last year. Yeah, and because you and I have talked about that, and Merrill kind of took offense to it or corrected me and said, he does that already. He needs to be the, the... professional linebacker, reading keys, doing the right things. He needs to do less running around. And the way he said it made more sense than the way I said it, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's, and why thought, he's a, that's why he got all big bucks. You <laughs> that's know. why he had him on. Yeah. yeah show me how dumb I am. Um, but <laughs> I thought Bush played his best game from that perspective on Sunday. Just doing his job and Read doing Read the quarterback, well. get the guy on the ground. Right. Yeah. This is my gap. Filling it, you know, coverage. No running around crazy. I thought he played a really advanced game. So I think he's very much an improving player. And he was showing that last year. Uh, the corners for the Raiders. Trayvon Mullen, Nate Hobbs, 
Casey Hayward, uh, Damon Arnett. Um, no. 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 I mean, it's a bad group. Yeah. It really is. And they don't ask a ton of them. They'll play a lot of cover three and keep things in front of them. But they keep investing in that position and getting a little out of it. Yeah. High picks there. High picks. and Yeah. No. Yeah. Then they trade them away or they cut them. Right. Uh, and the safety duo is Jonathan Abram, Trayvon Morig. Um, I think there's some... I like that pairing. It's young and yeah, it's yeah, promising. Yeah. Both it's, are top 50 picks. And, but it's not what the Steelers have no. with, with Minka and Edmonds. No. I think Edmonds is better than Abram, although Abram shows up more. They're opposite players. Yeah. Abram has his highlight films better. Snap in, snap out. Edmonds is better. Um, and Minka's better than all those guys. Although I'd love that Mo Ring. I mean, yeah. I think he's a really good prospect. Well, if and, the Steelers, I mean, we talked about it before the draft. Like, you could add a guy like Mo Ring and then right. you could do some stuff. And then Minka's covering yeah. a slot. Well, hey, well, now. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, and Mo Ring will be their deep middle cover three guy. He's their Earl Thomas. And that's not a bad safety duo. That's the least of their problems. Yeah. You know, yeah, big picture. Bad. But overall, overall, not good. Not good. We didn't do special teams. I like Boz better than whoever their kicker is, Daniel who I Carlson. should know off the top of their head. And I don't know their punter's name, but he had a really good game, and AJ people Cole. were psyched about their punter. Yeah. Just wanted to bring him up there. That Their their punter, I guess, was – they're talking about him like he's Leckler or Ray Guy. Well, they like there. to blow their punters up in Oakland – or with the Raiders. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. they've had That's, some good ones. But yeah. I guess they like this punter. So, just well, a little nice. side note. I think Steelers like theirs, too. Yeah, he didn't play so great in week <laughs> one, but, you know, I, I'm happy that Better he's days around. Are probably ahead. I would think so. Anyways, that's going to do it uh, for <laughs> segment one. Uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this.